You want your five star matches? You want your thirty minute classics? Not me. Big meaty man slapping me. is good ladies and gentlemen this is another episode of the slapping me wrestling podcast it's our friday episode way to end the week here with smackdown review um so we're just gonna dive right on into this um here on reviewing smackdown so if i could give sort of a a brief sort of short description on what this episode was about um, the key point of this episode was to figure out essentially where did Jay Uso's loyalties lie? That's the major question of this episode, right? We started with Paul Heyman. We we move forward. We see multiple times Jimmy Uso on the phone trying to reach Jay. Um, we, we, in all that building up, right, the thread that shed through this was where were the loyalties of Jay Uso? Was he going to show up for their tag team defense? Um, right. And so that is the theme of this episode. That is, you know, the, the major point of this episode. And what I got from that was that that was all that they were focused on. That's all that they seemed to necessarily care about when it came to this episode of uh, SmackDown. Because everything else in between, right, to me, felt a whole lot like it was just there to be filler to the Bloodline storyline. Um... So we start with Paul Heyman. Now, right, Paul Heyman on a microphone, give it to me. Give Paul, I I said this on Monday, I want Paul Heyman and Cody Rhodes every single Monday night to have a promo battle in the middle of the ring at some point on Monday Night Raw every week from now until their match at WrestleMania, right? Every single episode of Raw needs a Paul Heyman versus Cody Rhodes storyline promo battle. That would be perfect. Because anytime Paul Heyman gets on the mic, I listen, and I think everyone else listens as well. So Paul Heyman comes out, right? And, and I think they're doing what I would do. In this situation. Right. Which is. Roman Reigns doesn't need to be on TV. I'm actually surprised. That they're having Roman Reigns. Wrestle at Elimination Chamber. Um, 
but Roman Reigns doesn't need to be on television to sell. You know, it, first off, there was only three weeks of TV in between Royal Rumble and Elimination Chamber. So you have Roman on week one. He They set up the match, and then he doesn't need to be at TV until Elimination Chamber itself. This is perfectly fine. Um, Paul Heyman comes out. Um, and tells essentially the crowd that I don't do predictions. I do spoilers, right? He comes out, that was what he essentially started with, right? And he goes on and basically says, you know, on Monday, I was cornered by Cody Rhodes, who, um, who essentially, you know, told Heyman that, that he made it personal, right? And Paul Heyman then basically responds. Like, all of this, if you're not reading between the lines, Paul Heyman is giving a promo to Cody Rhodes before Elimination Chamber. Right, so everything is telling me that Sami Zayn's going to lose this match. We'll talk about that more in a minute. Um, but Paul basically goes on and says, it is personal. These titles, the WWE Universal, uh, Undisputed Universal Championship, right? It's the And these are his ex- exact words. It's the reason for our existence. It's why we are here in WWE. It's the tribe of which Roman Reigns is the chief. Another quote being, without these titles, there is no island of relevancy. The whole idea is that the bloodline is only the bloodline because of the titles. Right. Sami Zayn then comes out. And Sami Zayn starts trying to divide the bloodline, right? And and that's that's the role that he has played since he's been in the story, whether you've seen it or not, right? He came into the bloodline, and what was the immediate reaction? Division. Jimmy and Jimmy liked him, right? Jay did not, right? And so there was there was division, and it caused. Um, it caused Jay to, you know, snap almost, right? You know, the, the promo, I don't give a damn what the tribal chief says, right? That promo, right? Sami Zayn's entrance into and acceptance into the, the bloodline was a dividing factor that almost, you know, you know, made a division, right? And then it sort of seemed like they were together for a little bit of time. But then Sammy turned. And what does that do? Well, that ultimately creates division within the bloodline. Where is Jay going now that Jay doesn't join in on the beatdown of Sammy, but rather walks away? So there's more division. And then here in this promo, Sammy Zayn from the very beginning has started sowing seeds of division within the bloodline. So he comes around and basically says, you know what? You know what the bloodline knows? 
Roman Reigns' day is undisputed champion are numbered, right? He says, what, what, Jay's gone. Who, who do you think Jimmy's going to side with? And this, this is the quote. His abusive cousin or his twin brother whom he shared the womb with, right? Um, he then tells Paul Heyman basically eight days, eight nights from tonight at Elimination Chamber. That's how many nights Roman Reigns has left as champion. And it ends with, uh, hey, Paul, tell Roman he doesn't have to worry about Cody because I'm going to take him down, right? So that opening promo, perfect segment. Perfect segment to me. I wouldn't say perfect. Nothing's perfect in wrestling. Um, but this is like an A promo. A way to start the show. You you start the show with what is important. There's a pop with Sami Zayn anytime he enters the arena, right? We then get Sheamus and Drew McIntyre versus Hit Row. Again, when I said that everything else sort of seemed like an afterthought, that's exactly what this felt like to me. This was, you know, Hit Row has their part on the roster. You're going to be the team that everyone beats up on to get wins. We're not really going to talk much about the match. Um, Sheamus and uh, McIntyre win. You then get the promo of Valhalla and Viking Raiders. Um, and there's going to be a match next week um, between Viking Raiders and uh, Sheamus and McIntyre. Um, This was ultimately just to continue that that feud. Um, my my problem with this match is Top Dollar and Ashante the Adonis hit row. Is, they're actually a really good tag team, and I don't know if this was like a message to them to like, hey, you got to do better, or. Or what this actually is. But I don't think this actually like benefits. Um, following this. Um, they uh, then do a Lacey Evans match. Um, a squash match. With uh, some local talent named Carmen Harris. Um Squash match, um, put in the the camel clutch. It wasn't the camel clutch. This thing is the 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 recap that I'm reading from. It's the cobra clutch. You dumb. The camel clutch is Iron Sheik's move. See, look, Bleacher Report. I'm I'm reading from Bleacher Report because I don't take notes. I'm just reading sort of their summary, and and giving off of my memory. And they said, hey, this is the camel clutch. No, it's the cobra clutch. Um, two different moves. Um. All right. Like, these two matches are just, you know, bleh. Like, C, C, plus, C minus, C plus in the middle there, right? We then get a backstage segment. Uh, Jimmy Uso again calling his brother um, with that reality that he may have to do this by himself setting in, right? And that spins, like, the next few minutes. We go to commercial. They come back, and he's calling again, and Paul Heyman basically says, like, hey, you're going to have to do this by yourself. 
Then we get the actual match, right? Jey Uso did uh, uh, show up at the last possible second. Um, they put on a, a, a solid match against Ricochet and Braun Strowman. They did get the, the victory. Um, and what I more care about, it isn't the match itself, but it's what happened after the match. When Jimmy goes to Jay and was like, hey, bro. Um, oh, are you in? You know, it's been hell. Are you are you in? And Jay's basically saying, you know, I'll, I'll always be behind your back. I'll always have your back, bro. You know, he, he saying, you know, I'll always be here for you, Jimmy. Right. But when asked about the bloodline, that's when uh, Jay's like, man, I don't know. Right. And then he walks off. Um, we then get Ronda Rousey returning, attacking Natalia. Again, doesn't necessarily uh, a filler doesn't really matter. Um, Sonya and Chelsea Green versus Raquel and Liv again. More filler, right? And that's the theme of this episode. There's a lot of filler. Surrounding the bigger story, which is the bloodline. Um, and so, uh, only the only props about this that I'll give is that Chelsea Green, from her debut, it appears that they have an idea of where they want the gimmick to go. And even in defeat, it looked good. Which is, of course, you know, with it being a scripted show, like you don't always have to win to look good. But it at least shows that, you know, hey, look, Booking has an idea where they want Chelsea Green's character to go. And she looks good doing it. She's able to, to, to she's able to perform the gimmick in a way that makes it get over. Following this, uh, Sami Zayn and Jay Uso sort of meet. Um, Sami Zayn says, you know, I acknowledge you, Jay Uso. Um, there was a fist bump, and this is what I want to talk about. This moment right here that leads to a potential turn of Jay Uso of Sami Zayn, and it's going to piss the crowd off. We'll talk about that at the very end, though. Right, we then get the main event, which is a number one contenders match for Gunther's Intercontinental Championship. Madcap Moss, Rey Mysterio, Karrion Cross, Santos Escobar. Again, a bunch of filler. Um, solid match. Uh, Riddick Moss, sorry, Madcap Moss got the win. Um, We then had a backstage interview with Charlotte, where Charlotte, uh, well, this was before the match, but Charlotte basically says, I'm going to put Rhea Ripley in her spot again. Um, some of these in, in the main event, Escobar and Cross, I think they both were in Lucha Underground at the same time, or they wrestled in uh, uh, Mexico. Yeah, Lucha Underground uh, at the same time. And Cross basically was like, 
I was Lucha too. I remember I heard one point in the match he said, hey, it's been a while. Uh, nice to meet you or so- something like that. Um, but then pushed Santos out of the way while he was beating up uh, Rey Mysterio. Rey, Carrion, and Santos were all in there sort of as the the Mexican uh, res- wrestling Mexico, wrestling in Mexico sort of storyline that they could tell. But Moss was the, the, the guy that wasn't in in that story. And so he was obvious. Like, if you understand patterns in wrestling, like, I could have told you Moss was going to win. Um, backstage, Paul Heyman, te- uh, to end the show, Paul Heyman tells Jimmy Uso that the Usos will stay home next week and watch the show on TV so that they can see things that they cannot see live in the moment. Now, this is a very good storyline way to to tell us that the Usos won't be there next week. Um, When we all know in reality, it's because they can't go to Canada. Or so we think. Um, Because if my mind and my memory serves me correctly... The last time they were in Canada, the Usos were on TV. Now, they could have pre-taped something. Um, but I've always envisioned Elimination Chamber since this match was... Like, in the last few days, last a uh, couple weeks or so, I've envisioned Elimination Chamber essentially ending this way. With... With Rey Mysterio, not Rey Mysterio, I'm uh, reading words that don't exist. <laughs> with Sami Zayn losing, to J- with Jey Uso returning and turning on uh, on Sami Zayn. That it's going to be a turn. Jay shows that he's loyal to the bloodline and he turns on Sami Zayn. Right when it looks like Sami Zayn is going to win it all. Jey Uso comes out and he makes his decision. He attacks Sami and Roman gets the win. Um, or it's a DQ. One of the one of the two. And, but what to me, this is how I, wa- I want it to end. Because it sets up what I think is a much bigger WrestleMania moment. Because everyone is predicting... Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens becoming a team and fighting the Usos for the tag titles at WrestleMania. And there's nothing to me that shows that that's even in consideration. I think, and plus, I think the bigger story in all of this is Jay and Sami. Seeing that since Sami's been in the bloodline, every all the tension with Sami Zayn has been with Jay Uso. Right up till war games, that tension between Jay and Sammy was real. Right, and then after war games, and then now you have him turning on the bloodline, and Jay had to make a choice, and now there's going to be that tension again. I don't see how you try to put Sammy in a tag team when because I think, and and this is this is just my personal opinion. I think you can stretch. The, there is nothing stopping WWE from continuing the bloodline story and keeping Roman Reigns as champion. I've already booked it in my head what I think makes sense. 
I've already told you the Sami Zayn Jay Uso story, right? So you, then you get to WrestleMania, and you have Cody Rhodes versus Roman, and you have Seth Rollins come out and attack Cody Rhodes, and Roman Reigns retains, and Seth Rollins essentially states, "You know, the enemy of my enemy is my friend." And, and the, the bigger enemy is Cody Rhodes, right? And so he says, Roman, I'm coming after you, but I got to take care of Cody Rhodes first. And what this does is it builds Cody Rhodes back up. You can have another trilogy of matches, Backlash, Hell in a, Hell in a Cell, I'm assuming is going to be um, May. I don't really know the full schedule of pay-per-views, but I know Money in the Bank is July 1st. And so for me, you can have Cody and Seth do their trilogy and take it from WrestleMania to SummerSlam where you ended. Um, and with Roman, you have Roman be, you know come out on the top of that. And then Roman leaves after WrestleMania. We don't see Roman till SummerSlam because we don't need him in these in these other pay-per-views, premier live events. You can have Roman take the take the rest of April, May, June, and July off. And when you have SummerSlam in Detroit, now that they've announced it, right, the way that I imagine this and how I would book it is Roman leaves Mania as champion you have Sammy versus Jay at WrestleMania, where Sammy gets the win. Um, I'm sorry, Sammy loses. It, you book it. Sammy loses, and he gets beat down by the Bloodline. Then you have Sammy versus Jimmy at Backlash, and Jimmy beats him, and Sammy gets beat down. Right, and what this does is it gives the crowd. The crowd's gonna start cheering like Kofi Mania style. Type like Daniel Bryan WrestleMania 30 type cheering, where they're going to yearn so hard for Sami Zayn, right? And you have him continually lose and continually lose. You then get July 1st in London at Money in the Bank. You have Sami Zayn in the Money in the Bank match. He, you know, they put on the whole match. Whoever the other people are, it doesn't matter. The only other person that is required in this story is Solo because the final sequence is Solo Sokoa and Sami Zayn at the top of the ring, or excuse me, at the top of the ladder, and they're, they're fighting, and Sami gets one good shot to Solo that pushes him off the ladder and allows Sami Zayn to grab the money in the bank. And... He wins, he grabs a microphone, and he says, Roman, I'll see you in Detroit. I, I'm giving you notice, I'm cashing in at SummerSlam. And you then have the match, Roman versus Sami Zayn, again for the title at SummerSlam, the cash-in, where Sami does the babyface cash-in where he gives notice, and he pulls out the victory. He somehow manages to win the match after all stops thrown ahead of him, and you get this six-month-long story, shoot, 
eight-month-long story at that point. You have this eight-month-long story of Sami Zayn and Roman Reigns with the bloodline involved, and you have Sami come out on top, Roman loses, and Sami's now the new champion. Now, Sami's reign can be transitionary. It can simply be Cody Rhodes is the next in line because he defeated Seth Rollins at SummerSlam, and then he says, hey, I don't care about, about uh, congratulations, Sammy, but you have something that I want. I like you, right, because you could do the babyface versus babyface storyline where because the motivation of Cody Rhodes is he just wants the title, and you, Sammy Zayn, I like you, I respect you, but you're in my way, right? That's the sort of story you could tell there that gives Cody Rhodes the championship, right? And, and I know everyone's like, well, Seth, it's hard because I, I, I do think you need to split the titles, but I don't think they will. I don't think it's realistic to, because I think Seth Rollins needs to be a champion again. Kevin Owens needs a shot at the title. There's so many people that can have an opportunity at these titles. Um, but I think the ultimate story right now is Sami Zayn. See, you could do it easily where Sami Zayn says, you know, I'm going to defend these titles, right? I will be at Raw, I'll be at SmackDown, and then, you know, they figure out a way to split the titles up where where maybe Cody wins the Raw title and Sami then loses the SmackDown title to someone else, or he continues as SmackDown Universal Champion um, in some way, shape, or form. Um, I, I I don't think you split it while Roman is champion, right? Everyone's big plan is you got to split it at WrestleMania, have him fight Sammy, and then have him fight Cody. I don't think that that's the really they want it the other way around. Night one versus Cody, night two versus Sammy. Um, like I said, the bigger story here is Sammy versus Jey Uso. I think that's the bigger story, right? So as much as I think the the crowd is going to want Sammy Zayn versus Roman Reigns at WrestleMania for the t- championship again, I think you have to tell what the bigger story is. You could to to finish the storyline for good, right? You could have Roman lose. I'd even say. If you can build a tag team strong enough, have a, a tag team beat the Usos, right? And then split those titles up as well at some point. Um, or or something along those lines. Um, I, I, I think SummerSlam is where you end the story now. I think they found a new life with this turn. Right, and it, 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 this is sort of how the bloodline has always worked since its inception, is that they go one way, they they do the original story, and they try to end it, but they find something new, and it sticks, and the crowd likes it, so they continue with it, and then they have to evolve again. Right, so originally it was like Roman versus Jay at the beginning, um, and um. You know, Roman defeats all of that. He he beats base. He basically beats Jay into submission. Jimmy joins as well, and that runs its course after about a year or so, 
right? And then you get Solo Sokoa last year at Clash of the Castle, you know, come in and he joins. Sammy's in, and you have all these new people, these new pieces that evolve the story every six, seven months. And so you continue it and continue it and continue it. The Sammy Zane thing, I'm just going to be 100% real. I think this one just fell right in their lap. I'm not giving WWE credit for this. I think this just just so happened. My my I my belief is that the original plan was Sammy versus Kevin as a team and something happened with Kevin Owens, either he got hurt or something uh, um around Clash at the Castle around that time either a little bit before a little bit after uh he either got hurt or something. And he, he, he wasn't on TV. He got taken off the of TV. So they had to keep Sammy in the bloodline. And he was Sammy Zayn did such a good job doing what he did here that the crowd started to get behind him. Now you can't end this, right? So WWE had this thing, f- like, fall right into their lap. And they, they it, it wrote itself. And I can definitely tell Paul Heyman's writing this story, which is the best way that it could go. I'm not giving Triple H props for this. Because I 100% believe Paul Heyman's in charge of this storyline. I mean, he's so invested in it. It just feels like a Paul Heyman story. But the way you end this, right? You can't tell this glorious story for the last three years and then end it shitty, right? And so you have two paths here that I think both of them could lead to two two good roads. You can, you can take the short take. So the, the long road is... The way I just explained. Another potential way I, I believe you could do this is have Jay turn on Roman and end the story with Jay versus Roman, maybe at Backlash. Have Jay turn on Roman and then have one final match where Jay sort of beats Roman Reigns. Not to not to win the titles because he would have turned on Roman at Chamber, which gave Sammy the titles. And then at Mania, you have Roman fight Jey Uso um, and have Jey win that match. Roman can then disappear and, and, and Jey can sort of can either continue the bloodline through himself being tribal chief or he joins forces with Sammy. Who knows how that works? And that's why I don't want that method to happen because it does get a little bit messy. But that is another way you can... You, good stories often start at one point and end at the same point, right? Um, and so it would not surprise me at all if that was a, a, a something that they did. I just prefer Jay turning on, on Sammy, having Jay versus Sammy at WrestleMania, have Roman keep the belts till SummerSlam where Sammy Zayn cashes in money in the bank and wins... Right, babyface cash in where Roman gets notice. He then wins the match, and Sami Zayn becomes champion at SummerSlam versus, you know, um, becoming champion at Elimination Chamber or Mania. Where there's, right, because you could draw this story out, and I think you need to draw it out. You need to make Sami Zayn work for, I mean, work for this in this part of the feud, right? Um, he's already got the baby face sort of feel to him, but if you have the, like, he gets beaten down and beaten down and beaten down, like David and Goliath type story where like the small guy gets beat and beat and beat 
and beat, and there seems like there's no hope. And he finally wins money in the bank, and that's his way back in. And then he actually accomplishes what he set out to do and wins the title. It doesn't have to be a long reign. Sami Zayn could literally lose it the next night. But that's how you end the story. Um, and then again, Cody Rhodes and Seth Rollins are inevitable for me. And and, and I kind of figured, because at Royal Rumble, Seth Rollins went to Cody Rhodes said, you're not stealing my spot. Now, I know that's sort of what you're supposed to say at Royal Rumble, but to me, that, that you don't say that if if you don't make story out of it. And if you don't make story out of it, you really just wasted valuable opportunity there. Um, so I do think Seth versus Cody will be a feud after Mania that leads us to SummerSlam. Um, and that's sort of like the last time we'll see it. And Co- either Cody overcomes it or Seth overcomes it. I don't know where they stand on Cody Rhodes right now. But if I was booking Roman Reigns leaves WrestleMania as champion and and the big push is Sami Zayn, right? You have to do what's best for business. And the best thing right now, the hottest thing in WWE is the Sami Zayn, Roman Reigns um, story with the side stories of what could be like Jay versus Sami because of the turn that could happen. So that's that's where I'm at with it. Um Overall, this wasn't like a bad. It was a B, a B minus episode of of SmackDown. It's a lot of filler. Um, with a lot of filler was was uh, mostly just trying to continue this story between Roman and Sammy, right? Between the Bloodline and Sammy, and there's like four different little subplots, like what's what's Jay doing, and 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 are they going to retain the tag team championships, and and. And Sammy and Roman and 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 Paul and 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 all of it like it's 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 interesting on how this is going to be. I'm a, I'm really excited, not for Elimination Chamber as a whole, but for this match because how they do this match determines I think where the story goes. So this is a very important match um, at Elimination Chamber. We are a week away. This time next week, Friday next week, we will be making our Elimination Chamber. Um, predictions. Um, that's the show for us. I'm just going to do one uh, one little housekeeping thing. Starting on Monday, um, if I can get this to work properly, we will be going live on YouTube um, and posting videos or posting on YouTube. We, it may not actually be live. But there will be a video episode of this podcast on YouTube. So that's what I meant to say. It's not going to go live. Um, I won't be posting live, but there will be video, um, a video episode, video version of the podcast on YouTube. I'll put the YouTube link in my link tree in my bio on TikTok, which is We2Deep413. That's W-E-T-O-O-D-E-E-P-413. Um, if you click on the link in the bio, it'll take you to all my links that I have on there. Um, and the YouTube will go up there as soon as I get a, everything set up with it. But starting on Monday, when we come back, so uh, on Monday, the Raw review will be posted to YouTube. Um, and uh, another big announcement for the show, and we'll end it with this. Um... This podcast, so my brother, I've had him on the show a couple times. 
Uh, he has uh, his own podcast, the Junkyard Podcast, which I was on a few weeks ago, um, doing a Royal Rumble prediction show. He has his YouTube page called uh, Junkyard Media Group. Um, it's not really like an official company, but we have decided um, his wrestling show, the Junkyard, my wrestling show, this show right here, Slap and Meat Wrestling Podcast. And we're actually starting a sports show with me, my brother, and a couple of other friends called Calling the Call, the Calling Audibles Podcast, which will be on Thursday night starting this upcoming Thursday, the 16th. And all three of those shows will be posted to that page, the uh, um, Junkyard Media Group YouTube page. So that will be where everything will be posted to. Um, so um, go ahead and go and subscribe over there. Again, that's Junkyard Media Group. Again, the link will be posted in my link tree as soon as I remember. Um, but you can go there. You can watch his episodes. He'll post of Junkyard Podcast, Slap and Meat Wrestling Podcast. will go on there. The video version starting on Monday and then... Um, starting Thursday, if you are a pro football fan or college football fan, we will be, it's the Calling Audibles podcast. It's me, my brother, and a, and three of my other friends, uh, Cody, Jeremy, and Josh. They'll all be, um, we'll all be doing that show. That's every Thursday at 9 p.m. Eastern time is when we're going to record it live on YouTube and on Facebook. Um, and then of course it will be archived on YouTube. Um, if you can't watch it live, um, that also have audio as well. Um, but yeah, so that's all the announcements. Again, go follow me on TikTok and Twitter. We two deep four one three. That's W E T O O D E P four one three. Thank you guys for listening. This has been another good episode of the Slap and Meat Wrestling Podcast, a podcast that is for the casual fan. By a casual fan. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Let me know what you guys think about what we talked about today. What you thought about SmackDown. Um, and I will see you guys on Monday for the next episode. Um, have a great weekend and I'll see you on Monday.